Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And that music means it's time for us, we being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith. Really, it doesn't matter where he is because wherever he is, is the center of his world. I got my brand new golf magazine yesterday in the mail. Oh, you did, huh? I did. And uh, lo and behold, as I'm leafing through it, reading every word diligently, I come to the last page and I read about Mr. Jeff Smith's hinge and thump shot. On the last page? It's the first thing people come to because do you know that that over half people read magazines backwards? No. Yeah, they they start what? Flipping through it from the back. Yeah. So I'm the first possible thing that half of the country can or half the people that open that magazine see. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) So if you have yet to open your golf magazine, please do it uh now. From the back. Let Jeff Smith be the first thing yeah. that uh, you voiced your eyes upon during this uh, perusal of this week's, or is it this monthly, Golf Magazine. Didn't Sports it's, Illustrated it's, used to be weekly? They, I they think didn't. it did, right? And then I think that they went bi-weekly or something for a while. My childhood, it all runs together after a while. We're yeah. going to be talking about a, a, a veritable potpourri of uh, golf stuff. Played a uh, match match today. Oh, yeah? A match match? Which which is what I understand a foursome when it was originally put together in, in England by the royal and ancient people, that it was designed to be two two-man teams playing match play. Yes. It's a four ball. That's we, better ball of the two against the better ball of the other two. Mm-hmm. Did you give them any handicap strokes or did they give you some handicap strokes? No, there was no handicapping going on. It was, it was no handicaps going on. Nobody no. out there in crutches or wheelchairs or anything. No, no. Play it as it lies. Was it a we close were, match? Was it there was any very gamesmanship? Close. It was, was there very any gamesmanship close. going on. Was there any yapping going on? Was well, there? there was some yapping going on, but I, I did, I, I did your thing kind of came in handy. Which one of those things did you do? But giving putts that probably should not have been given early in the round. Oh, yeah. Just so later in the round, when you don't give them, they are not used to having made those putts prior in the round. And then they start to get a little nervy. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it's like, wait a minute. How does this break? I, I haven't I haven't done a four-foot putt yet this this round what's up but then we um we we ran a foul of uh my partner and i just had a couple of bad holes as the the bad thing was that we had bad holes at the same time oh you're not allowed to do that i know i know it was it's illegal at bushwood sir (laughs) (laughs) and i never slice (laughs) we were down to at the end of 18 oh no Eh, we're playing for drinks that's that was it you know by, by Buy the other guy a drink and that uh, and consume it and then move on. But it was fun. It was fun. A friend of mine and I were on one team and we were playing with two other guys, neither of whom I had ever met before. 
So, you know, I've got two new friends now. That's and, good. Uh, well, everybody's fun. your friend when you're buying them a drink, right? Yeah, or when you're playing golf with them. Yeah. At the end, it's kind of cool, too. And the guy says, uh, man, I need your phone number because I play here every Wednesday and Sunday. And if I ever need a fourth, I want to give you a call. Well, that's cool. Like, yeah, not a problem, man. That beats the fact that when you call them and they go, no, thanks, John. We already got three. Yeah. So that's a, that's a way <laughs> better call, right? We really don't need anybody, man. We're yeah, right. happy with the way things are going here. I got to ask you, though. So what's it like to actually have to buy a drink at the end of the round? Uh, you don't know. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, when you go out and you play, you know, and here it is the springtime and you're out there golfing your ball and having some fun. Are you are you a competitive beast when you're out there or are you just like going to go? Yeah. All right. Let's just do our best and walk on doesn't matter or are you out there ripping yourself to shreds no i i i enjoy playing golf it's fun yeah it's also fun to win but it's not unfun if you don't win okay yep let's see that defines a person Mm -hmm. right yeah there's people out there you know them you know they're frothing at the mouth on seven when they're down three Mm -hmm. you know and they might even be playing decent golf but man if they're down they're down and they're hurting. They're like, I'm, I'm pressing. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. It, it was fun. Um, you know, my partner was having a rather bad day. He, I have, I have seen him play much better than he played today. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I know it was a bad day. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's your fault guy. You know, we lost because <laughs> of you, you stink. <laughs> no, you're just, down my list. <laughs> we, we had fun. It was fun. And uh, that's good. You know, that was it. Where'd you play today? Played the polo fields. Oh yeah, that's right. What tell me if you're playing the polo fields, I gotta know. Mm-hmm. Was Thurston there on the first team <laughs> waiting for you? <laughs> no, I think Thurston and Lovey uh, hang out at their sister club Persimmon Ridge. Oh, they do. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, I thought they would just be at the polo fields. <laughs> well, they were until they realized they don't play polo there. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Now, this Golf is a misnomer. We're out of here. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. No, it's Where a very you nice today? course, though. Lawn bowling club. <laughs> you know, it, it goes back to, to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, too, because uh, the, one of the guys I was playing with is a member there. That's why he invited us to come play there. Um but if you join the polo fields, you also get a membership to Persimmon Ridge and to Oxmoor, two other private country clubs here in Louisville. That's a nice little deal. And he was talking about how in the springtime, he loves to play at the polo fields because they have bent grass. Yeah. And it's and it's healthy. While yeah. Persimmon is zoysia and, and Oxmoor is Bermuda. And both of those are still dormant in the springtime. But in the summertime, both Oxmoor... Yeah, Oxmoor and Persimmon go into full bloom, and they're green, and they're lush, and they're nice, and they start getting getting brown spots and and dead spots at uh, at at the polo fields because the it gets too warm here for the bent grass at times. So I said, I know all about that because we did a show about it just two weeks ago. Yeah, I was gonna say sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I. Have a question. I, I got a guy. I was going to tell you about this. Mm-hmm. I got a guy who's a good buddy, and I've worked with him for I don't know a couple of years now, up at Timbergate, and uh, 
he's now decided this year he just he struggled a bit with his own confidence okay where he wasn't sure how well he would do if he started to play tournament golf mm -hmm. so he last year he dipped his toe into the water and he went on this indiana amateur players tour now here's a guy who's 58 59 60 years old something like that mm -hmm. and he's never played in a tournament before now he's played in scrambles and that doesn't qualify right, right. this is a real life go stool it up and count every stroke and play by all the rules of golf mm -hmm. tournament you know yeah and so last year he stick stuck his toe in the water and you know played pretty decently and came home late last year with a couple of pieces of hardware cool he was pretty pleased win a couple right he, he played yeah. like six events last year and won two of them and his confidence was high and he goes out this year and he signs up for them and so far he's played in five of them and i had a lesson with him this afternoon and uh he played in his fifth one of the year so far and there's about 50 guys in the field on average on these things right he's won four times Wow. Out of five tournaments. Not too shabby. And and the one he didn't win, he got second. I'm like, what did I create out of this guy? <laughs> Here he went from, from a you know a pretty decent player, right? But just not really having it to put together in a tournament. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, here he rips off two wins last year, late in the year. And then starts like a house of fire in this Indiana amateur players tour thing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he can't be touched. I think he's got enough wins right now at this point, four or five. I think he's obviously leading the points championship. Like you wouldn't believe um, right. for the year. Right. I'm not even sure if he's catchable at this moment. I guess it would depend on how many tournaments I have total. Yeah. yeah. And, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that as we talk about certain things, you know, not often do we kind of get it into the mental side of the game because, well, we just don't. I mean, we do sometimes, but so for Randy, it was really, you know, he was a good striker of the golf ball and he could drive the ball well. And, you know, I got him all those functional pieces, you know, all honed in, but then we started to work on his mind mm -hmm. and how we did it was we went to the golf course and, you know, I found the thing that made him uncomfortable. Now, Randy plays for money a little bit here or there, you know, not a right. lot, but enough. But what I had to do is I had to find him a way to make him uncomfortable because it wasn't the bet that ever made him uncomfortable. He was all about doing that. So I had to find a way to make him uncomfortable. So it was pretty interesting. And I, I got him to perform well when I did that. You know how I did it? No. I made him play with Ava. Uh oh, the, the, <laughs> the 15 year old, year old phenom, phenomenon. <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, she's playing from the same men's blue tees that Randy's playing from. <laughs> and he's looking at this like, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I, better, I better not get my teeth kicked in here. <laughs> so, next thing you know, I got Ava playing with Randy. And now Randy's about the only one that can keep up with Ava on the, at Timbergate. Well, all right. That's cool. And, you know, and I put those two together because I wanted to see what he would do. 
and see if he stepped up to the plate and started playing pretty close to par golf. Cause I know that Ava needs somebody to play pretty close to par golf to keep her going on a daily day, day to day basis. Yeah. So exactly. it's pretty fun to watch that. Yeah. Well, let's touch on that a little bit more when we come right back. We, uh, we've got a lot more to talk about, but uh, the mental side, <laughs> you know, what is it? Uh, 50% of the game is 100% mental? Men- <laughs> mental? I don't know. Anyhow, we are those weekend golf guys, and we'll be right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. If you're one of those companies that stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during that challenging time. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. You heard that right. Up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at refundsasap.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. Then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let refundsasap.com help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. Refundsasap.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And it's us back again, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, the published Jeff Smith, the last page of this month's golf magazine, Jeff Smith. We're talking about mental side and and I guess pushing yourself. But competition sometimes makes people uncomfortable, those who are not attuned to it. Yeah. And if if you can, I guess, create an uncomfortable situation, you can help somebody get through playing while uncomfortable while un- yeah while uncomfortable yeah, you got to find you got to find people's buttons is what i have to do that as a, as a, an instructor and as a coach to make somebody play better i got to push their buttons i got to know what ones to push you know and how to push it because everybody's different right yeah. look i remember more than 5 years ago mm-hmm. you john not john in general now <laughs> you john we're really literally uncomfortable playing with people you have not met or played with before. Yes, like people I did not know. I was very right. uncomfortable playing were with. Uncomfortable with them. But mm-hmm. once you've met them and spent a half hour with them, it was different. Mm-hmm. So your uncomfortable part was met by the continuation of playing golf with different people. Yes. And the more you did that, now all of a sudden here you are and it doesn't phase you at all. Nope. And then all of a sudden your golf is better on a day-to-day basis. It's not good on the days you're playing with just your posse. Right. 
And then when you go play with someone outside of that, then you're uncomfortable and you play poorly. That's not it. You're now the same guy with everybody. Can I can play without embarrassing myself. I'm not going to say play well, because that's <laughs> maybe a little too, too much of a uh, word for me to use, but I don't embarrass myself in front of anybody. I don't yank them left and pop them. And I did hit one fat today that, that hurt my shoulder and everyone was like, you Okay. <laughs> Because wow, they felt the tremor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they heard the expletive, I think, is what they did. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean, once once you get to the point where you, you've convinced yourself that, A, you don't suck all the time, and B, yeah. that even if you did suck, nobody cares, you know? Yeah, that's the part that takes a while because people have this tendency to think, that everybody is truly judging them as a golfer and as a human being all at the same time on whether they can strike a ball and keep it on on target. It's not real, but people do it to themselves anyway. Everybody does it. Uh, you know, my, my granddaughter is supposed to graduate from the ninth grade tomorrow. She called me to say she wasn't going. And I said, why? She said, because I don't want to walk across the stage. Someone might laugh at me. Everybody's like that to some yeah. degree or another, right? Of course. In any situation. Yeah. Go think about the first time you were ever on a radio show. You were probably a tad bit nervous. A little bit. I got to tell you a, a quick story about that is, is I had a, a guy who I'm not going to call him a friend. It was an acquaintance who told me that being on the radio was the easiest damn job anybody could ever want. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, anybody could do it. a monkey trained chimpanzee could do it. And I said, really? And he said, yes. I said, well, why don't you come do it then? One Saturday afternoon, he came in and he sat down in front of the control board and I had the records queued up and I told him what knobs to turn and what buttons to push. And then I said, and this is the thing that turns the microphone on. And I pushed the button when the red, red light came on, it says on. And then the uh -huh. on air light comes on and he stared at the microphone, opened his mouth and nothing came out. Oops. Nothing. He could not speak. He went to start a record and his hand was trembling. So I had proved my point. I guess not everybody can do it, huh? But I mean, it was just, it was just a fun thing to see happen to a, to a very arrogant uh, person who was belittling what I could do very well. That's kind of fun to kind of rub that in. It is. It was, it was, you know, something about us delights in the misfortune of our friends. I think Mr. Shakespeare said that once. Um, and and I yeah. can prove that over and over and over again. Over and over again. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think all we have to do is <laughs> turn on the records of this show, and I think that we heard it at least a handful of times <laughs> per show. <laughs> That's it. The uh, gentleman out from uh, Colorado who uh, was on the show uh, a couple months back, who uh -huh. basically sent us an email that said, "Jeff, you've changed my life." Yeah, um, he he has already. Uh, scored better, got an email the other day. He has scored better than he's ever scored before on his first three rounds that he played this year. I love it. Yep. I love it. I love it when people listen to our show and they have fun. They play better golf. This guy, he's he's mentioned it a couple times. His perspective is on, on the whole thing is better. Mm -hmm. You know, I love and, it. And a lot of it's attitude. I mean, there, sure there are so many things, so many elements of life, not just golf, but that, that are, are basically controlled by the way your brain considers it. You know? you know, what's interesting. I had a lesson this afternoon on attitude 
And Dang. instantly, when I called this man out on his attitude, he instantly started to hit the ball better. Really? <laughs> yeah. So here's a guy is mid forties, strong, well-built man. Mm-hmm. And all he was trying to do was have Ernie L's tempo, right? Okay. He just was, he was thinking slow and smooth and he was unhappy with his distance. Okay. And I kind of got onto him because I'm like, you have a powerful body and you are not using your powerful body to do this because your attitude is that of a passive person. Hmm. I said, are you tend to be passive or do you tend to be more on, on the dominant definitive aggressive side? And he said, so they get a golf club in my hand and I'm trying to tell myself to go slow and smooth. I said, congratulations, you've done it. And that's why you came and paid me golf lesson money to hit the ball farther. Mm-hmm. He looked at me like, well, I, I did come saying I wanted more distance. I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm just identifying why it's not going very far. Because you're mentally putting on the brakes with your concept that everything must be looking and feeling like Ernie else, meaning that the slow, big, wide turn and the pivot and all this stuff that just looks so slow and syrupy, he was going slow. And I started to poke his buttons a little bit. And I said things along the lines of let's be a lot more aggressive and let's learn to actually hit something that goes out of the park. And next thing you know, he started to go, all right, let me do that a couple. And all of a sudden the ball speed jumped up, you know, club hit speed jumped up, ball speed Mm. jumped up, carry distance went up. And he looked at me and went, you're not giving me anything technical. I said, you don't need technical. You need an attitude adjustment. <laughs> was he, he was still being smooth though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But as his smooth is not, this, is, is not yeah. the same as slow or slow is yeah. not the same as smooth. That's right. And he sat there and equated the two things together. And basically he, for, he'd been doing this for three years. And mm-hmm. he said, I've been noticing a big distance change. And I said, Okay, so let me ask a question. Who got you to do this? He goes, no, 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 this is just me. I was just trying to do all this. And I'm like, you tried to do that and lose distance for three years? And he looked at me and went, oh, my God, I did this to myself. I was <laughs> looking at you going, yes, sir. Attitude as a, is everything. As a quick aside, another another show that we've done in the past month or six weeks or so, um, do shafts wear out? Stop, stop reacting is, I mean, is it possible that with the same swing speed, the same tempo, the same everything that you can lose distance because your shafts are not, not up to par anymore? Oh boy. Okay. So I've heard this question before, like the, and this falls under the heading of do shafts really change their properties or do I change? Right. (laughs) And I just sat there and tried to imagine. I took a club out of the guy's hand and I threw it on the ground and I said, sit, stay to the club. (laughs) I said, try to imagine that sitting there, that inanimate object, that thing that's made out of, you know, carbon fiber and fiberglass or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and titanium. You know, I said, can you imagine are the properties of any part of that shaft or any part of that head changing or is it you that's different? And uh, he he told me, like, okay. Mm. Now, I would imagine 
from a wear and tear perspective, mm-hmm. any club that gets used frequently, right, flexes more frequently, right, because of a shaft because that's the one you're hitting all the time. Mm-hmm. Could that wear down and have those things just start to go? I would imagine that would be true. Okay, so it's a yes then. It's all a right. yes. It, okay, I would imagine that to be true, but I also imagine that to be rare. Yeah. So here we go with it. It depends. All right. No, I just think it's rare, <laughs> rare. Okay. Because I gotcha. look, the, the, there's so many people that say that the club changed. They got weaker. It used to be stronger. Now it's too soft. And they and like, what you put on strength? You're a burly man now, or what is, you know, <laughs> or no, I, what happened? I don't know, but the properties of the shaft probably didn't change all that much. Let me tell you, the reason why he loves doing this show is because he gets to use all those sarcastic comments that he doesn't have the guts to actually use all the time in front of people who are paying him. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. (laughs) (laughs) We have a free masterclass coming up for you on June 5th. If you are a business-to-business salesperson and want to use golf more effectively to make much more money or want to start using golf, you need to be there June 5th. Go to the businessgolfcourse.com right now and register. It's free. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 1- 800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened, but with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And it's us. We're back. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And uh, he gets a little sarcastic when he gets on the radio. But he is like this, too, uh, in person. Trust me. Uh, he I has am. no qualms whatsoever about calling you out when you need to be I got, called out. Look, I got to I gotta know you for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, give or take. <laughs> Give or take. It's all it takes. Um, Well, look, look, think about who most of my clients have been over the last 10 years. Right. High school kids and college kids. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's their language. Yeah. That's it, man. It is. When you can, you can't have a normal human conversation with a teenager or a young 20 something. It didn't happen. No, you have to, you have to be sarcastic. You have to hit them where it hurts. You have to. Have to tell them like it is, man, and get get them to actually 
Yeah, because if you get them to actually pay attention, right, yeah. on how you do it, sometimes you just, you know, you got to like verbally hit them between the eyes with a, you know, verbal baseball bat. Yeah. You know, and I, I found that when somebody hits a shot, and they're, you know, they're reacting to it or whatever, and I'll just kind of look at them. And if I really want to get their attention, I'll just look at them and say one word. I'll just look at them and go, um, really? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they're tuned in. Because the next thing I say, they know it's coming, and it's coming. It's coming in hot. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that holding the club in that way is really going to help you? <laughs> you, don't, you don't blow smoke, do you? Not a lot. No, I mean you're not like you see. See, a lot of people would have taken the uh, "Hey, that's a great shot," but <laughs> if yeah. you just change this, you know. <laughs> but you're just like mm, nah. no. <laughs> Not quite. You're trying to be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'll say it like that. And they're like, oh, like, look, that's 10 handicapper stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, you're trying to be a two. Yeah. It's really simple. You know, it's like, I'm like, look, there's a difference maker in all these things. We're trying to get down to the absolute thing that makes you better than everybody else. And if you want to play along like everybody else, you go and wind up being like everybody else. Man, that's an attention getter. It is for people who are trying to uh, rise to the top. That's right. They're like, really? This is, look, I've learned this wonderful coaching thing from Nick Saban or or a meme that is attributed to him saying it, right? Is that average players want to be left alone. Good players want to be coached. And great players want to be told every single day. Like that's impressive. Yeah. Right. They I, want I to heard some, truth. some, some Alabamian uh, football players say that because Nick Saban has a, a reputation of sometimes yelling at people. Imagine and, that. And, um, they were asked how they handle being yelled at by the coach. And they said, I love it. Because he tells me exactly what he's thinking, what he needs, what he expects. And he's unhappy if he doesn't get what he expects. And I want to give him what he expects. I have to know what it is. You know what other coach looks to me right now that has that same that same quality? Who's that? Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that Deion Sanders, he's going in the University of Colorado. He's there now shaking the tree like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yes, he is. I've seen some things that he's been attributed to saying about how he's going to make people, he's going to make these boys into men, all this. I think what he's about to do is make something really great. Yeah. And he's going to make some people unhappy in the process. But everybody who goes to play for him, they know what they're going to get when they get there. Wasn't he at Jackson State or someplace like that? He was at Jackson State. Yeah. And he I mean, turned that into he turned, he turned that program around. Yeah. And so, so I think they gave him free reign at the University of Colorado to come in and let's say, let's change this. From what I've seen out there, they're filling up the stadium in the spring when they're not even playing against another team. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing against themselves. Yep. <laughs> like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, they're just there to see prime time, man. See prime yeah. time shine. That's it, man. Um, there, there are 
I don't know, the idea of yelling and screaming and, and being a hard ass as a coach and the idea of how golfers comport themselves are kind of antithetical. You, you can't are. really picture a golf coach screaming at anybody. Yeah, so I don't. That's but I'll why let you, you know right away. The, it's just dead straight on. You develop the acerbic sarcasm. Well, and sometimes, you know, I'm just telling them straight on without the sarcasm. Yeah. Like okay. this is 10 handicapper stuff that's going on right now. I said, if, if we want to be better than that, we can't do this. We have to be better. Right. Right. We have to do this better. And, you know, if this is the, you know, if this is the way you're going to practice, then you're going to get beat by those who practice better and harder than you do. Mm -hmm. And that's not really anything other than the, just the cold, hard truth. Right. What do you expect or, or what, what is it that you need to be, you need to see from one of your students to be convinced that they have the desire and the mental capacity and the right attitude to be one of the best. I need to see them driving the bus. I need to see the parents trying to play catch up. I need to see them working hard at it when I'm not telling them anything at all. I need to see it coming straight from them when they're out there, when it's dark, when they're out there, when it's raining and they're yes. still doing it. I know that one has it. And I've seen it twice. Mm -hmm. The one that you know for sure is going to outlast everybody else. I saw it in Tyler Duncan now okay. on the PJ tour, PJ tour winner. Mm -hmm. Right. I saw it in him. I had at that time, he was out at Otter Creek a lot and there's big gigantic windows up at Otter Creek. And I would take the other kids up there and I would different points of the day. And we're standing in the building. We're looking outside the practice area and I'd get out there early in the morning and I'd see him. I'd talk to the kids in the morning that were out there. I said, what do you see? And they said, we see three people out there. Two of them are talking to each other. And one guy's over there in the corner hitting balls. I'm like, okay, got it. Hour later, we go out and look at the window again. What do we see? Same answer all throughout the day, different things. What we see all the time, that guy was doing it by himself. Nobody motivating him at all. He was it. I've seen that twice. Ava, the other one? Ava's the other one. Yeah. You know, they moved to Timbergate because that's where I'm teaching. They moved and they're, they're on the golf course and she gets out there early and she's out there late. Mm -hmm. I'm done teaching. She's pitching and putting. I get up there in the morning to teach like tomorrow morning. Uh, I start at eight o'clock and I'm done at eight o'clock. And I'll bet you that she beats me to the golf course. She'll take a break, go home, do some more finishing up her finals and schoolwork and all that stuff. And then she'll be back out and she'll play. And I guarantee you by the time I'm wrapping up in the evening, She'll be at the short game area again. She plays like nine holes a day minimum, doesn't she? And then practices uh, in the morning, practices in the evening. Yeah. I mean, just the other day, she had a 36-hole day, you know, and then she shakes it up, right? There's always golf, always golf in there. Right. Right. She shot 69 today, and she was honked off because she missed about three putts that she knew she hit just a little too hard mm -hmm. and could have been, been a pretty good one, but it was 69. So – 
you know, plays from the men's tees. Here's this, you know, just turned 15 and, mm-hmm. you know, five foot one, 108 pounds, you know, that kind of thing. Hits a 250 and she gets out there and she outworks everybody. Yeah. That's what it takes. She doesn't, everybody's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, she's just a natural. I'm like, dude, if you worked as hard as she did, they'd say that about you too. Yeah. 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 Naturalness. They don't. Naturalness can, can, I mean, it, uh, you can, you can watch a, a body move and say it's, it's a natural movement for, for, for golf, but you got to work at it, man, in order to, to equate the movements with the results. Yeah. So when you ask the question, how do I know when I see it? Well, it's easier to, to see when it's not going to happen. Yeah. And you know, when, when I see it happen, when the kid is being drugged to the golf course and they're mopey when they get out of the car and they can't wait to do it. And they're fussing around when they practice and they can spend two hours. And they only hit 50 balls, right? You know, that kid doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a conversation with a kid like that one time. I just walked out to him and said, why are you here? He said, well, I'm, I'm practicing. Are you really? What are you practicing? Because I've watched you and you're really not hitting a lot of shots. You're just messing around. Are you okay? Is this really why you came? And he looked at me and he's like, what do you mean? Like the, he didn't have any idea how to really train himself to be better. So he was floating around just thinking that time was it. Yeah. I spent two hours at the golf course today. I should be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yep. you know. Needs, needs to be some purpose involved in the whole thing, man. Whole yeah. thing. Uh, and and there's there's probably a lesson for parents in here that we can delve into when we come right back too. We are those weekend golf guys, so hang out with us. We'll be right back. Well, so we come back and we did. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I want to reiterate, June the fifth, we're going to have that uh, live free masterclass for uh, commission salespeople, business to business salespeople, on how to use golf much more effectively to make much more money. I'm going to tell you right now, as just as Jeff can see somebody out there on the practice tee and know that they're not into it or they're not doing it correctly, it's the same thing with with playing business golf. Unless you do it right, you're not going to have the results from doing it that you uh, require. And you're going to wonder why it doesn't work and you're going to try something different. But just come to the class. It's free. It's 15 minutes long and uh, you will leave knowing how to uh, how to approach your business and golf much better and make a lot more money at it. So just go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Sign up, okay? Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Sign up for the free class, June 5th. So there we go. Just yesterday, I had a new golfer, brand mm-hmm. new. His purpose was to play golf in a business setting because he's a young athletic guy, just got this new marketing job, and he understands that golf is going to be part of his life. He says, I don't play any golf. I don't know. I've not golfed, and I haven't been golfing in my whole life. And I'm like, okay, so let's first go with some language. So let me give you two seconds on how to actually sound like you know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. at all. I said, there's going to be words thrown around that you won't understand the jargon, but let's at least make sure that when you speak, that you don't sound like you don't know what you're doing. He says, okay, what did I just say that made you say that? I said, you said golfed Mm -hmm. and you said golfing. I said, have you ever been footballing or baseballing? (laughs) Have you ever been tennising? 
<laughs> or, did, or did you just basketballed? He's like, oh, I get it. I'm like, no, you, you played basketball mm-hmm. and you played football. You played baseball and you played golf. You didn't golfed and you didn't golfing. Yeah. He says, so no golfing. Not, I said, not ever. Not no. a single time have you ever been golfing. No. You've been says, playing. Just understand. Golf. You played the sport. Right. You played the game. He's like, okay, that's great. I'm like, good, because that'll serve you well. Because if you're going to try to learn this game and try to be this person that is comfortable in that arena, the first thing that people see when they're playing with someone and they use that language they're in they're in their mind they're dreading that round of golf because they're about to get slowed down yeah because yeah. they clearly know that you don't know anything about it yet so that way you're not a golfer because you just admitted to it by saying those two words right yeah so you know get familiarize yourself with uh, the the surroundings you know which which includes the jargon you know read yeah. a book Maybe, or just hang around, go to a golf course and just hang, listen to people talk or come to our class. We'll cover all that stuff for you (laughs) (laughs) without all the swear words that you'll learn when you go to the golf course. That's right. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) So we'll we'll throw a few of those in just, you know, so you don't know know what, what is apropos and what is not. (laughs) (laughs) That's at the gold level pricing. Learn <laughs> <laughs> all the juicy lingo. <laughs> but again, getting back to uh, specifically kids who want to play golf or parents who want their kids to play golf, because there's that's to- the, two totally different things. To say that's a big difference, right there. Yeah, but you you can tell. I mean, if you're if you're a mom or a dad. First off, don't make the kids go practice. If they don't want to practice, you're just wasting their time and your money, basically. Yeah, I get this a lot. And the parents come back with this notion of, yes, but they need to learn some discipline. Mm. And golf will help with that. I'm like, yep, you're right. It's not the only thing that will help with it, but the golf will certainly help with learning how to handle adversity. Mm-hmm. Because it constantly feeds you that on a conveyor belt. <laughs> oh, I, right? it is the most frustrating game I think there is. Even people who are very, very good at it get frustrated by it on a regular basis. They do. Just turn on TV on the, on the shots that are the blooper reels. You see, you see bad shots. You see bad attitudes out of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are there are multimillionaire pro golfers who have been known to throw clubs in, into uh, irretrievable spaces. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and it's it it shows character. It builds character. Uh, you got to have character in order to get through the game. However, little stick tuitiveness. Because, like I said, it's it's a frustrating game. It can also be a terribly rewarding game at times. I mean, you sit there in the middle of a fairway on a par five, and you hit a, a three wood that just goes high and long and straight, 
hits the ground and rolls up onto the green and you go, did I just do that? Yes. Yep. Yes, I did. Getting a flush shot, you know, people come to me and they say things that are fall under three categories a lot. I want it to go farther. That category. Mm -hmm. I want to control my ball flight mm -hmm. category. And I want it to feel good. Right. Oddly enough, all those three things have in common as the center of the club face being that's struck. That's right. Right. That's a common factor in all three of those things. And boy, let me tell you, when that happens, the emotional high that people get is terrific. It is. Yeah. And then you've got the situations where you can do that and you can do that on a regular basis. You, you have, you have regular center face center club face contact with the ball, which is great, but you start ignoring outside influences like wind. Where is the wind coming from? Is it behind you? Is it in front of you? Is it coming across? Are you uphill or downhill? Is the is the ground you're hitting the ball off of straight or is it uphill or is it downhill? All of those things add to the result of hitting the ball in the center of the club face. Everything's so, a factor. Yeah. So while Everything. it feels good, it may not look good or react well. Yep. Which makes this game so frustrating. <laughs> it sure does. It makes it makes us laugh at it, and it makes us wince. It makes us cry, and it makes us cringe, and it makes us happy, and it makes us mad. Mm -hmm. It's an unbelievable game. But you know, one of the things that I know what it does is it challenges us, and it tempts us to come back. It dares us to come back. <laughs> you know, the golf gods will normally allow you a couple of fantastic shots on the 18th hole. Just enough <laughs> right. for you to say, oh man, I'm coming back tomorrow because because I can do this again now. Yeah, I got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> One shot. They can be miserable the whole round of golf. One <laughs> shot and then flush it. And they're like, yep, got it. Got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a beautiful just, shot on the 15th hole today. And I just looked at the other guys and said, okay, I'm ready to play now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go I back and start out. over. <laughs> yeah. So. That's pretty funny. So you, you have to keep in mind, this is a great game. And it's, it's, it's a, <clears throat> it's a way to get you outdoors. It's a way to get you to meet new people, mingle with new people, to lose your inhibitions, to learn self-confidence, to learn what else can you learn? You can learn how, how to try to be good at something that is beyond your capabilities at times. Yeah. And you can learn to forgive yourself for screwing it up. You can be proud of yourself. Yep. You, can, you, can, you can cost yourself a lot of money if you keep losing golf balls at the rate you keep losing them at. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's the best golf ball for me? 
I lose a lot of golf balls. What should I be playing? You know, my favorite answer is somebody else's ball. Yeah. I have a friend like that. He's always yeah. playing your ball when he's playing with you. Yeah. Could you always get that? Your- I don't know. I've been, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I happens to be on that 220 yard par three over water, and he decides he's <laughs> going to pull out his six iron. I can get this one there. <laughs> but it's your ball, so I don't care. So that is some good advice from, you know, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. You're on a difficult situation, use somebody else's ball the next time you go out to play some golf. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.